0: Abide with me. Abide with me. Don't let me fall. And don't let go. Walk with me. And never
1: leave. This is the Influencers Network podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas. And we are continuing our journey podcast series, where we are going through every topic that we cover in our nine-month journey process, and and I'm interviewing different leaders within our ministry and, and getting their take on on different topics. And Rocky actually is probably the first one who listens to these every week. He lo- he loves them. He's really enjoying it, and. Uh, Just to know that things that God revealed to him is resonating with other people has always been a blessing to him. And then hearing our leaders uh, put it in their words, it has really been a blessing to him. So this morning, uh, as we work through this, I've got uh, one of our board members, and you guys have heard his name many times, probably, Nate Sweeney. He's a pastor and... He's uh, the founder of the Abiding Network, and uh, he has done a lot of work uh, in advancing the journey and influencers into churches because he saw firsthand what it did in his church. So, uh, so thanks for being with me, Nate. Good morning, thank you. Always great to interview you. We've had a few of these interviews, yeah, I think. Love and, it. Uh, it's always fun. Yeah, it is fun. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, yeah. So tell uh, tell them a little bit about uh you and uh how you got plugged into the journey in case people don't know and kind of what it's meant to you before we get into our absolutely
0: i love telling the story because i moved here in 2007 was at catalyst church it was a different church then but uh met rocky all these people kept saying you need to meet this guy named rocky and then people were telling rocky you need to meet this guy named nate and we finally hit it off um in 2008 and and it just introduced me to the journey and all the you know we just had that similar dna and i had created a, a discipleship platform We called the Timothy factor and we're going to be using it in churches and after i went through the journey i called my buddy who helped me put it together and i said hey you you can have all that i'm I'm not going to be using that (laughs) i I found something that's so much better and and i just i just fell in love with the journey um i'm in my 16th journey now i'll I'll always be in one facilitating leading or you know just uh participating Mm -hmm. because of what uh the fruit of transformation that i see in it in my own life and others I've, i've i've witnessed personally hundreds of people and then our our network, thousands of people, and then with influencers, I mean tens of thousands of people. So uh, I just love what it is um, across the board. You know how it affects churches and people in the body of Christ.
1: And and you got uh, became a senior pastor at a pretty young age, yeah. uh, and just kind of thrust into it a little yeah. bit. And uh, when you found the journey, you it changed your whole perspective of how you wanted to do church and how you wanted to message uh, abiding and all that, right? And, and well, yeah, absolutely. And tell, tell us about what happened.
0: Well, I, I, we were going to do a house church model and start small, and just we're, I always had a discipleship heart, but then got led, I believe, with the Lord, but thrust into this position young, um, and I, I needed a tool, I needed something, um, and I had already been doing journey groups, and I thought, can we do this across the board? Could we could we build a church around this model again? The Bible, right? It's the Word of God, but the journey—the yeah. journey uses what 300 plus verses, and and so we started just saying, "Hey, we're not going to do much for the next few years. We're going to do journey groups, and uh, the majority of our church went through the journey, and it just changed the culture completely um, in a healthy way, and it was just. Lives are being transformed. People are getting off of addictions and people that were stingy with money are being very generous and, you know, we're supporting missionaries. I mean, all these kingdom fruits. And so it changed our culture. And so as we've grown, we've kept it as a foundational piece uh, to the point of in all of our leadership conversations, we want to move people at some point. To the journey you're, you need to be at some point we you know not that you're not saved or whatever if you don't, but we 've seen it work, so we drive people to the journey at some point in, in the few, first few years of your discipleship, we want to see you in a journey group, and we and most people do it's really cool
1: mm. Well, and I've heard you say stuff, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, but, uh, you know, most churches say 10% of the people do 90% of yeah. work mm-hmm. or, or 80, 20 or whatever. Yeah. And, and you've seen some of that be flipped. Oh, it's the, unreal. Yeah. Where people are more involved in the life mm-hmm. of the church and want to volunteer yep. and even tithing has gone, you know, the just
0: numbers are crazy.
1: Yeah. And so it just, it's just the fruit of, yep. of an abiding relationship because they
0: see in the journey, you know, the sacred responsibility. I know who God is. I know who I am in relationship with God. He's gifted me. And then this sacred responsibility, it, it it's a passion and it's birthed in them and no sermon and no, again, we need sermons when you teach you, we know that. But when people learn to self-feed and they get that sacred responsibility, it's something they're realizing, I'm going to stand before a holy God and give an account. And it's exciting. It's fun. It's passionate. It's like you got to hold people back. And a lot of churches want to fill, fill gaps, right? Hey, we have a need here. Come volunteer. We have people all the time that show up to our church. Hey. You know, I've been in church 20 years. Just put me where you want me. And we say, no, like we want to find out where you're passionate. Where are you called? And and it's like Chinese to them. They don't understand. You've got gifts. You've got callings. How do we empower those in the church or outside the church? And so it just gets people doing the work of the ministry, whereas a lot of churches, the pastors do all the work or a couple of leaders. And no, the Bible says the the leaderships there to uh, equip the saints to do the work of the ministry, not do the work of the ministry. Right? The, the leaders are there to mm-hmm. equip, and so as you're making disciples, it's just this healthy, cyclical, you know, repetitive cycle that you see over and over, and it's just amazing to watch.
1: <laughs> and, it, and it probably helps that that we do a, a spiritual gift inventory and yes, all that in the journey, absolutely. embedded in the journey, mm-hmm. so that by the time they come out, they do they're more in touch with absolutely. who they are and who they're committed mm-hmm. to being. You know? Yeah, that's good. Well, cool. Yeah. And if you want to know more about that, uh, is it abidingnetwork.com? Com. .com? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Abidingnetwork.com. You can find out more about what Nate's been doing and get in touch with him if you're, if you're interested to in know more or, or for your pastor. Okay. So, so we're working through the journey. We're in the enabled section, the middle section of the journey, which I think is probably the meat or the, yeah, or yeah. the, the best part, yeah. you know, and, uh, where, where really things start connecting with people. And uh, we, we were talking about abiding. What does it mean? Henry Gutierrez did a great job of helping us with that. And then we talked about Kyle Neely, who's one of your elders, actually, yeah, yeah. at your church. Uh, he's a board member. Helped us uh, talk about what does the fruit of the Spirit look like? And then uh, then we talked about what, is, uh, what does the harvest look like out there? Jim Pennington helped with that. And then the idea is that it, we talk about fruit of the Spirit. So we have to say, well, uh, well who is the Spirit? Yeah, yeah And gotta, so there's the section of... Who is the Holy Spirit? Who is He? And so Regina Sewell did a great job of of helping us talk about that. So so once you start learning who He is, and you got to learn how He works yeah. and all that. And so so I love it that we go there in the journey because the ho- we talked about this last week a little bit. That the Holy Spirit can be controversial in yeah. a sense. Mm-hmm. I mean churches, some churches shy away from it even because they're mm-hmm. afraid it's going to confuse yeah. people and they, and they don't have a clear theology on it or whatever. Right. Um, and so you're the v- great person to have to talk about that kind of stuff because you're a pastor and mm-hmm. you've seen a lot of things. Um, so so when we talk about the filling of the spirit, um, what does that mean to you? Um, I want to just personally, what does that mean yeah. to you? Then? A
0: great question. And again, to the, to the inflammatory divisiveness, like we've talked about, the unity of the spirit is what it's supposed to be. Yet it, it can become divisive. And mm-hmm. you know, I heard a, a joke years ago about some churches. It's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Bible, and mm-hmm. their spirit's nowhere to be found. And, right. and it's this missing piece. And then others, it's all about not even just the spirit, but certain what they would call fruits of the spirit. Um, and they label those that this is the this is God's moving here because of this, and and He gets lost in all of that, even to the point where most people that i go through the journey with they still refer to the spirit as an it mm-hmm. and like the king james version says ghost holy ghost and uh-huh. so they'll say it and and you know the beauty of the filling of the spirit is the person mm-hmm. you know and again we can talk further on as we get into this about what does it look like to be born of the spirit and and then filled are they is it one or is, or is it subsequent are there multiple fillings and and i've got my thoughts around that and and i think there's multiple thoughts around that but I always go back to, it's the person of the spirit. And so early mm-hmm. on as a teenager, I was in a hyper charismatic, you know, um, and it wasn't as much, they talked about the spirit. It was mostly just out the giftings that they would say, if, if this happened in a service, God was there. If this didn't happen, God wasn't, mm-hmm. but we didn't talk about the Holy spirit. It was it was all these gifts, right? And so I just got into, I read a book and, and you know, just, just started getting into the person of the spirit and it just changed my life. I would wake up in the morning And just say, good morning, Holy Spirit. And it changed everything because I started realizing, you know, I am in me, dwelling in me is the person of God. Jesus gave me this gift. And as you study even Jesus's words. So the filling of the Spirit is the person of And I will will get emotional as I talk further about it because I I mean, I had some issues in my life with some sin. And as I started realizing the Holy Spirit's with me, some of those things just begin to fall by the wayside. Holiness and sanctification became a, a big deal to me because I'm like, I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's this sacred. And so it's a sacred, I don't know, conversation. But fast forward to the question, you know, I think the filling of the Spirit to me means the person of and, and whatever that we can talk about the fruits of what all that looks like, but it's just him, you know.
1: Well, that's really where Regina went with it last week was uh, it's, Jesus. it's Jesus. It's Jesus inside <laughs> yeah. you. It's, he's manifesting himself. Mm-hmm his spirit and he said, I'm going to be sending you another exactly. one, you know, but, but there's a couple of places where he's called the spirit of Christ yes. you know? mm-hmm. and so the person of the spirit. And I totally agree with you. It's like, I thought, I think before the journey, I thought the Holy spirit is like when you're on a mission trip and there's only enough tuna salad to feed 10 people <laughs> and, and 25 people show up yeah. and miraculously so they keep they dipping keep in. And dipping. <laughs> Oh, the Holy Spirit really showed up today. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Or, uh, or you're in a service and you get very emotional, or yeah. everybody's really emotional, and you're like, "Oh, the Holy Spirit really yeah. showed up today." And it's like, no, He was there all along. He was He's there in all along. That's exactly know? right. It's just we just seem to recognize Him, I guess, more time at sometimes more than others. But
0: and I love what Jesus, when you look at it, as I'm studying as a teenager, and you know, it's it's this person that He says, you know, it's better that I go away. And and I I used to think about it this way. If Jesus was on the earth today, and and I was in I was in China, and Jesus is in you know Israel, um, I need something from God. I, where do I got to go? I got to go where He is. Mm-hmm. But Jesus says it's to your advantage. It's better because not only will He be with you, He'll be in you. Yeah. So the the beauty of this is we don't have to go there. He's here, mm-hmm. and so if we can start getting that reality, it'll change your life. If you get the reality of the ever present person of the Spirit living in you. It will change everything. You
1: know? Yeah. And I've, I've, I've thought about that in, cause when you read the Bible, you never really read about Jesus being in two places at the same no, time. Yeah. That's a good. point. You hear about him saying a word and then something happened, you know, he manifested sure. something mm-hmm. somewhere else, but you don't hear about him being at two mm-hmm. personally. Cause he was, because there was enough in the man and the whole body yeah, that he had, he had to be in, but yeah, he knew he could be omnipresent yeah. everywhere once he died and yeah. came back and sent his spirit. Cause yeah. think about that. I'm with
0: Jesus. I'm, I'm a three and a half years disciple. And he says, hey, it's going to be better that I'm not here. I mean, you would just flip a lid like, what? Uh-huh. I, what could be better than this? Uh-huh. And then they get the spirit and it's like, oh, wow. And then how much the enemies fought this side of, of the church to where it, all the things we've talked about, the abuses and then, the well, it's only for these specific things or, well, it, he really doesn't move today. It's just, you know, the, we need the Bible and we don't really, you know, he just that was for early church. And so anyways, there's all these things that I think the enemies just kind of utilized to, to. uh thwart maybe some of the presence, the indwelling presence of the spirit, filling of the spirit.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think the, the enemy masquerades as an angel of light. So I yeah. think he, I think he tries to come in and act like he's the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's right? a you, good know? Point. you know, some yeah. of his suggestions mm-hmm. to us and things, you know, confuse people. Yeah, you know, I think um, you're exactly right. Um, so we, we always like to have a verse and, you know, one of the verses that we use in the, uh, in the journey is in uh, Ephesians 5, verse 18. And so Paul's teaching about the Holy Spirit and he says, do do not get drunk with wine for that's debauchery but be filled with the spirit mm-hmm. and so this is where we get this idea of filling yeah. um, and and there's you know a greek word that kind of talks about what you know if you go back to the word filling and study the original mm-hmm. language uh, you find out that it's not it's not like being filled a cup like yes. pouring most people thought it's like filling a cup pouring wine into it or water into mm-hmm. it or whatever until it overflows yeah that's a like a filling the cup. It's, it's different. It was more like a sail. It was yeah. more like the filling of a sail. So this is where we, in the journey, we do this analogy, of, such a good analogy. of the sailboat, yeah. you know, like your life's a sailboat and, yeah. and how, and you can understand how the, how the Holy spirit works by thinking of your life mm-hmm. like a sailboat. What what do you think of that analogy? And all well, that?
0: it's such a, uh, I, I never could really, I don't, I don't want to say never, but, I just didn't feel like I had a good analogy all, all because being kind of more of a charismatic persuasion, you know, people would always say, I have all the spirit. I'm full of the spirit. And we, I was taught, you know, it's, hey, it's like a cup. And, you know, throughout your week, you start, you know, like you have a leak and the Holy Spirit kind of seeps out and you need to be filled back up. So you got to come to church and get filled. And that's wrong too, right? It's, mm-hmm. and, and so when I saw this analogy and just that Greek word plero, oh, oh, oh you know, how that works and, and the filling, it's such a beautiful picture because, um, you have the Holy Spirit, but we have to attach ourselves. Where, where is He leading? Where is He guiding? Uh, where is He filling? Right. And uh, so, so again, the analogy there is such a beautiful thing. And then, you know, even in the context here, Paul's saying there's there's things that you can attach yourself to that are that are just dissipation. Right. They're just they're useless. So don't do those things. Um, as far as you know, the soul and and you know, watering down the you know the the cares of the day. He says. But be filled with the Spirit. And I think that's the beauty there is there's all these other things that we allow to fill our sails, right? And, you know, he's saying drunkenness, so, you know, is one of those. But you can fill in the blank. There's all these. And he's saying those things are they're, they're, they're counterfeits. But when you have the sail and the Holy Spirit's wind. So I just I've always pictured in the analogy in the journey. There's all these different winds, you know, these different ways. Uh, Voices, so to speak, or frequencies, and the Holy Spirit's the one that we need to raise ourselves and catch that one. Mm-hmm. And so, rather than catch the frequency or the wave or the wind of alcohol or uh, you know all, anything else, the praise of man or you know the the work as my identity, we we raise ourselves and the Holy Spirit fills us. And then mm-hmm. part of that. Singing filled, you know, with songs, hymns, spiritual songs. Like then, what comes out of that? There's beautiful things that come out of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think we're right. we're trying to fill up this void yes. with with all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And he's saying it's right the Holy spirit's in you Yes, and, you know, that's, but there's a little bit of maneuvering like on a sailboat, a lot of, a lot of work. I mean, I, I don't know how to sail, but I've watched people mm-hmm. do it and there's a lot of work of, yeah. <laughs> of maneuvering and, and, and in, in Rocky, T- even early in the journey, like in the first part in the God is able, he starts hinting at there are some hindrances yep. that get, are going to get in the that's way right. of your walk and and you've got to get rid of some of those hindrances so that the spirit can fill that's your exactly sail. Right. And so I think we get into that in the, in this part, if mm-hmm. you think of, uh, in the, in the analogy, you think about hindrances being unnecessary cargo. Yes. Maybe a sin you've hung on to mm-hmm. or, or not even a sin, but just a hindrance. Just yeah. maybe working too much and, yeah. and or not to make in time for, for God or, yeah. or, or whatever it is. And, and so those things have to be yes light. you got to lighten your load a little bit and so that he can move you more freely. That's exactly
0: right. And um, we have a part to play in that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So there is a part we play. Yeah. Right. And I, th- I think some
0: of the reasons why people get so defensive on this is because, um, when people use the term like filled with the spirit, like, well, we have the fullness of the spirit and you don't, people look at you like defensively, like, yeah, I do. I've got all of the, I mean, I, you can't put any more. There's all the verses that say you're born of the spirit. He's in you. Right. But that, that's not the right way to say that. It's just saying he's, he's got things that he's directing us in and feelings that, you know, we've got to, we've got to assess and and align ourselves with. And you, Mm -hmm. you give some great examples. There's some whether it's sin or weights or different things, cargo. And so I think that's the way, if you look at it again, I just love the journey. The, the, it it leaves it open for kind of everybody to kind of see where they fit into that. But the whole point is you've got to, you've got to find out what the spirit's doing in you. Mm -hmm. That's a filling. That's a refilling. Did he leak out? No, it is, you know, but he can lie dormant. Like we cannot give him precedence and we can give other things precedence. And so I think the analogy is just so well done.
1: So you think um, you think Rocky's theology is accurate? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So right. so the the more we do some self examination, maybe do what we can do to get rid of bad habits, sins, whatever, um, and then maybe fill ourselves with more things like the Word mm-hmm. and all that. Our cells going to be fuller, maybe, or yeah. or we'll be more easily moved. I think so. I'm thinking of the scripture that says, "Keep in step with the Spirit." Yeah, uh-huh. you know, and I'm thinking. 'Cause and, and I've prayed before, Lord, don't let us be behind you, Holy yeah, Spirit. Yeah. Don't let us be ahead yeah, of you. Let us you. be right in step with yeah. with you. And that's that's that that is part of that filling, I don't think
0: so. you think? I think absolutely. As well as the point is not just filling the sails so that we can go somewhere. Even what you just said, who who's the who's the one that's supposed to help us with that the holy spirit mm-hmm. the word paracletos when jesus said i'm going to give you this helper mm-hmm. it means counselor comfort advocate intercessor strengthener stand by uh, and helper right it's all these words that it's not like get everything right and then your sailors will be filled he's saying no the whole point is the spirit convicts the spirit, you know, you know, breathes that kind of convicting power and then the encouragement over here and maybe tweak this over here, he exposes those things. So he shows you the cargo. It's none of this is distant from, it's all with the spirit. So I love the verse you quoted there, in step with the spirit, it's in being in tune with.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so so what what happens? What happens when you start or how do you know if you're being filled with the spirit? Mm, that's a good that's a good
0: one. <laughs> I think um I think for me I, I always look at fruit. Okay. So um and this is such a difficult one and, and and I just think it's theologically it's it's kind of a wrestling match in your brain because you can have somebody that's very self-righteous and religious, do a lot of outward works and you'd say, "Man, that person's got some fruit." And then you have somebody who's born of the spirit and God's doing a working in them and then they have similar fruits. But, but remember the wheat and the tarot, Jesus said, you know, let them grow together. And then a long-term harvest, you'll see, okay, is it a white knuckling at guy just doing it religiously or is it a fruit, you know, that's because it's in there. And so I, I look at somebody whose life's transformed um, and it's, it's they're not white knuckling and trying so hard. They're allowing the spirit to transform them. And, and I look at, um, you know, and Jesus says you'll be in do with power Acts one eight, and then Acts two. You know, people want to just you know put their their denominational leanings around what Acts two is talking about, and then the other places Pentecost, Pentecost and, and the outpouring of tongues prophecy, and you know all the things blood fire vapor vapor smoke. What is all of that? Well, really, when you just look at the New Testament, and I did this years ago, and there's probably I think twenty or twenty five. I just made a list of all these fruits that I see of the Spirit's indwelling presence. And so I think the greatest miracle outside of salvation in the New Testament is the unity. When it says they were all in one accord, like you get husband and wife in the same room, they're not in one accord all the time. Right. You get a church people, like they can't even, the church is split over the color of carpet. So when you've got people that are all in one accord with the oneness of mind mm-hmm. and mission and vision, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're bringing you know, selling of property, and they're meeting on a, more than weekly, but multiple times a week. And there's just this unity of the spirit, Ephesians four three. Those are fruits, right? And now there are other fruit or gifts that you can see fruits. You know, um, and then you know that have to do with First Corinthians twelve and Romans twelve and Ephesians yeah, four. Yeah. And, but but we can't limit it to that. There's all these things that God did in the New Testament. He directed people supernaturally. Like that's a powerful tool that He uses. I'd say that's a filling of the Spirit, right? Uh, Paul telling Timothy that, hey, you know, when, when we prayed for you, there was gifts imparted to you, right? Mm-hmm. Barnabas coming along to, you know, when the apostles rejected Paul, you know, Barnabas comes along and he uses his gifting and his gracing to in- inject Paul into the apostles, and then they accepted him And because of Barnabas' you know, influence, there's a filling of the Spirit in that. And, and I think we just gloss over some of those things. I look at my life and my day and I say, how many things that just don't work out in my day. And then when I just am really in in tune with the spirit, how they just seem to work out. Mm -hmm. We talk to our kids about this and it's like, man, I tried this here, here, here. And it was just grinding it. It might've worked, but it just was work. And then over here, it's like there was just this peaceful lubricant of the Holy spirit. Like I used to work in a steel factory. And I use the term the Holy Spirit's like a lubricant. Whenever there would be like a hydraulic line blow, it happened a lot. There were old machines. Um, the, the, the oil would stop flowing. And so these heavy metal parts are moving and they start grinding and screeching. Well, they're still working, but they're not going to work long. And I, I think about the Holy Spirit like that as a filling. Like in my life, he's like this lubricant that, that keeps things moving on on when it would normally be a grind. It would normally be a painful, stressful thing. He just kind of brings his peace and his grace and his joy. So, so I don't know if that all makes sense, but I think there's tons of these different ways you can look at people's lives and say, okay, they're being filled with the Spirit, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. And it's not, it's, it's not necessarily like a formula. I mean, you I know, don't think so. I mean, we tend to want to, everything to just be in, in a linear <laughs> progression yeah. and a formula. And, but, but I would say a little bit of the theology and I even hate, hesitate to use that word theology, but, but there's a theology in the journey Absolutely, because yeah. it's all based on God's word, but um, is that we abide in Christ and then, then the fruit of the spirit starts showing up Absolutely. I mean, he, and it is and it make no mistake it's the holy spirit doing it's the it. holy spirit he's transforming us that's that fruit of yeah. the spirit um and then rocky would say that enables that's why the second part's called enabled. that enables the gifts of the Spirit. yes because he's doing it right so, so it's kind of an inward thing uh-huh. and then but it's expressed outwardly through the gifts yeah. you know so the fruit's more of an inward thing and then it's expressed yeah. outwardly through the gifts, so whatever. Good. And so, but that's all the Holy Spirit yep. all along, mm-hmm. and and it's not like a one time experience. It's not like you know because you can get into discussions about baptism of the Holy Spirit yeah. and, mm-hmm. and 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 all that is some of it's a mystery, you know. But mm-hmm. um, I don't think it's just one time deal, or I think it's a process. I agree because when when you lead a journey group over nine months you see it. I mean, you see the Holy spirit working on different people yep. and you'll see when the light bulbs go off for different, yep. even in yourself, you, know, you see different things. Happen. So the,
0: to that point, and I agree, it can, it can just become a lot of the things you just said, the best way I've ever heard it explained. And I was young and I just, it really worked for me, you know, the spirit within and the spirit upon, I feel like the spirit within you're born of the spirit and he's in you. Like you, you know, you have the Holy spirit, right. But then he it's like a cloak that he'll put on you for giftings and for other s- times in your life to where you go to do something and man you normally would just you know rip somebody's head off verbally right but the holy spirit it's like a cloak comes on you it's like a presence and he, you just have patience and peace and you're like man my old man would not have done well there like mm-hmm. but the holy spirit like so the spirit within the spirit with upon so i i personally me Nate Sweeney i think I'm filled with the Spirit, or I'm, I'm you know I have the Holy Spirit as a person within me, but then I'm continually filled as He does the work of enabling in me. Whether it's a gift that He's given me or He puts on me, whether it's a fruit that happens because uh, I needed patience and He gives it to me, whether it's peace or and so I look at those as fillings of the Spirit. That, that's how I do it, um, and it just works for me. You know, because I, I could talk theologically. I've, I, I've, there's probably four or five different denominational leanings I could talk through and give you verses and. Kind of defend all of them, but I think that's at some point we get stuck in our little echo chambers instead of just letting it be the Spirit.
1: Yeah, well, um, well one of my one of my uh, mentors, you know, he he's and he's got all these the letters behind his name, you know. So he's got, he's got all, <laughs> you, you probably know what I'm talking about. But anyway, he uh, he's great, you know, because I'll I'll try to ask him tough theological questions when I sit with him because I can talk to him about anything, yeah. you know, and he'll go so what <laughs> go, Where are you going with this? He goes, so what? He goes, what does that, be? you know, if you understand that, how does that help you love better? How does, how, oh, does, that help? Man, that's how so does it good. help you go out and just, you know, love God and love others more? Mm-hmm. Does that help you with that? You that's know what I mean? so good. But we want to be right and figure it all out, you know, so, <laughs> but um, I want to know the black and white answer. And so, yeah. what? Like, but but I think it's a beautiful thing for, for believers to understand who, the, that the Holy spirit yeah. is real and that, that it's Christ yes. in them mm-hmm. and that, and that they have a they have something special that yeah. you know, he, he wants to use them in a more special way. And, yeah. And that's when you start getting into the gifts, which you're heading into that yeah. coming coming weeks. Uh I love that when people start discovering their gifts. And some yes. people didn't know they had anything to offer, you know? And,
0: I mean, I'd probably say 70 percent of people in the journey would say, Well, I thought pastors and preachers, that's all for them. Mm-hmm. No, you're a minister. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think for me, cause I lean, you know, I'm in more charismatic circles and that's like a bad word to some people. Right. But it's, it's a, it's a Greek word, charisma, right? The, mm-hmm. the gifting of the spirit. And, and, you know, I've, I've, you know, been labeled with all of these extremes at times from people. And I, when I sit with people, I just ask, show me, show me where I'm missing it. Show me where the theologically, like I can take you to every scripture and I can look at my life and the people that I'm discipling and the, People in our church, like, we have fruits of transformation. None of us did that on our own. We need the charisma of the Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. We need His gifts. We need His power. Now, all these abuses on on the spectrum outside... I disagree with those two but let's not minimize the work of the spirit and make that a bad thing right you know I am a continuation I think he's still alive he's still working he's still you know he's still doing gifts he's still doing you know all of those things and so I I just don't see why it becomes so divisive in the I mean I see yes but when we hang our hat on on a certain side instead of saying if we can just talk about him and just go from there and that's why I love the journey it, we just and, We're just going to introduce the Holy Spirit. And I love the way Rocky, and I know Rocky really well. You know Rocky really well. Mm -hmm. I mean, Rocky is, I mean, he's a strong-willed individual. He's very persuasive. But when it comes to discipleship, he's he's more of a mentor coach. And that's how the journey reads. It's like, I'm not going to tell you that answer. I'm going to let you self-feed and go because it's got to be your illumination. If I tell you, you're just going to write it down and say, I got the right answer. But if you dive in and the Holy Spirit fills you and works through you, You'll never go back. I mean, that's that's a beautiful picture, and so I just love the picture or how the how the journey works with that.
1: Yeah, I mean the the way the way it goes is yeah. is proof of what we believe. Exactly, we believe the Holy Spirit is going to be mm-hmm. the one that's going to teach somebody. Yeah. We we can't. Rocky's even said we don't make disciples. No, <laughs> <laughs> the Holy Spirit makes he disciples. It, yeah. We just get them in a place yeah. where he can have his way with them. Pete McKenzie's famously said. He, when he started doing the journey, he said, "I've never felt so helpless <laughs> because he said, if the Holy Spirit didn't show up, we have nothing. We valid. have nothing. <laughs> I mean, it's we're like counting a, on the Holy like another Spirit. another song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and we, but we've all done it long enough to see yeah. see he he shows up yeah. and and when you get a person in the Word, which is part of the how the Spirit speaks to us, is through the Word, and all of a sudden you understand things when you're yeah. reading God's Word yep. when you when you have that the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so, I, and I want to get back to this real quick because. You said being born of the Spirit. So explain that again. What, what when you when you hear born of the Spirit? What, I mean, when I you think, say that, when I you, think
0: that's salvation, right? You're born again, like you're born of the Spirit. Your old man, Second Corinthians five seventeen, your old man, you know, becomes the new man, right? And right. old things have passed away. I think that's salvation. I think you're you're sealed by the Holy Spirit. We see all these places, you know the. Um, in Corinthians, I think it's, it says that he gives us the spirit as a down payment or a guarantee of our salvation. Mm-hmm. So you're born of the spirit. You know, you can go back to John 3 with Nicodemus, right? It's not going back into the mother's womb like Nicodemus is trying right. to figure. He says, no, you're born of the spirit. And so you were born of the flesh once, but now you're born of the spirit. So the first man, Adam, second Adam, you, 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 you have the image of the first Adam. Now you have the image of the second Adam. And, and so that's where, again, that's where the spirit, I believe, is deposited in you. you have this, You have all of the spirit. Yeah. that makes sense. The person of, and then what he chooses to do—that's that's more of the filling conversation. That's how I see it.
1: Well, because we use the language, uh, "Oh, he received Christ," or yeah. you know, well, when you receive Christ, you receive a spirit because <laughs> he is—they're the, one and the same. <laughs> that's right? exactly right. So, so that's when it happens, yep. you know. And, and we even talk about that in the journey about when it, when is the spirit received? And mm-hmm. but again, we have people chew on the verses about the Holy Spirit exactly. and about salvation, and, yeah,
0: and they've got to wrestle with it and wrestle
1: with it, yeah, mm-hmm. and come up with you know. Sometimes you get some great nuggets from yeah. people in those discussions. Yeah, I learned
0: so much by going through with others. <laughs> oh yeah, just hearing
1: hearing their take on it. So, yeah, and so so you know, back to the sailboat, I guess you know. So it's like this idea of of getting rid of the hindrances, surrender. I think maybe oh, just huge. you know yeah. positioning your sail mm-hmm. um, so that so that you can be yeah. you know. Is there anything else that a, a believer you think needs to be doing? You know, we talked about getting rid of sin. We talked about being in the Word. We talked yeah. a little bit about that. Um, what is there anything else? That- I think,
0: and maybe this is a veer off of what you're saying, a different lane, but I think it fits. I was this way, and I, the majority of people that I've seen come to Christ in my church and, and where I'm where I get to be is people want to focus on the sin, focus on the sin, focus. I got to stop doing this. I got to get. And we just tell people, don't, don't stop, get close to Christ, let the Holy Spirit do His work. And I have seen people; the sins just begin to fall by the wayside. The conviction comes, the the awareness comes to where they'll come up and be like, I, I, I was trying to quit drinking for twenty years. I had a guy just recently. I, I mean, he was alcoholic, abusive in his family, just for years. And I just finally told him seven years ago. I said, I'm done. Like I'm done, I'm done meeting with you. I said. You know, this is church discipline. Like it was to the point where he was, you know, ousted. Like he, um, I said, when you're ready, give me a call. Four years ago, he called me and he said, I'm, I'm ready. Took him through the journey. I mean, he's been um, alcohol free now. Um, his wife, his family's restored. Like he tried, he tried and he tried and he tried and he tried and he couldn't. But look what Jesus did because he was always focusing on stop drinking, being a better husband. Mm-hmm. And so I think to your point, Part of the sailboat thing is if we're so worried about all the peripheral things and not not just aligning ourselves with the Spirit, I think we'll get caught up and miss the Spirit. You can't—I well, don't want to say it that way. He gives you the power to quit those things. He gives you the power to love the unlovable, to forgive the unforgivable, right? He, And so that's why we just—I think we point so much to the power of the Spirit. I, I just think Rocky did such an—well, God threw Rocky. Mm-hmm. The enablement section is— and I tell people, it's really about the Holy Spirit. That's all it is. Um, but he enables you because he introduces you to the, the one who enables us, right? Mm. Um, and so that's more, you know, people say it's all about the gifts. We're going to study spiritual gifts. Sure, but it's about the Spirit. If you put that at the forefront every time, and that's why people accuse me at times, man, you're always talking about the Spirit. I'm like, why wouldn't I? <laughs> like <laughs> Jesus talked about the Spirit. You know, mm-hmm. he told me I need the Spirit. And, and so I think it's a vitally important piece. Um, and so that that goes along with kind of what you said as far as some of the essentials.
1: Yeah, and I, I've said this before, but when I when I first started reading the Bible for the first time when I was about thirty years old, and 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 I was just blown away, and and I had a powerful experience at a Promise Keeper event, which really prompted me to, and I got to I got to figure this stuff out yeah. because no one had ever discipled me. I didn't know anything <laughs> about it. You know, I, I mean, it was like I was a believer in Christ, but I didn't know that was it. I wasn't a follower necessarily, but uh, I started reading God's Word, and and it was blew me away that. Gosh, there's all this about about some practical things in life. Yeah. You know, I mean, right. I didn't even know that was in there. Yeah. You know, and it was just it was like God speaking to me every morning. So, so I'd look cool. forward to getting up the next morning to, to read again, and uh, and then I started adding some journaling to it and journaling my thoughts. So cool. and then I would pray, and and when I would pray, it was like these little ideas would pop into my head, and uh, and it would be something kind of random, like and but it would be a, it would always be about doing something for someone else or do, you know or. Yeah. Or going and asking forgiveness for something yeah. or, or whatever, and I started thinking, well, maybe, maybe this isn't me because mm-hmm. it's happening when I'm praying. So I'm going to trust those little voices that I'm hearing, yeah. whatever. Well, I look back, and, and every time I would follow through on it, it was like a home run. I mean, it would, wow. it would bless somebody, mm-hmm. or I'd, you know. And I started learning that's I th- that's the Holy Spirit. Right? I mean, Spirit. He's speaking to me. Yes. I mean, He He wants to guide me. Yeah. He and was, he's,
0: he's right in step with the Bible. He, uh-huh. You know, you're not out there flaky uh-huh. Uh-huh. like this. I, I love that, Brian.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It should always be. It should. You know, if you think you're hearing from the Holy Spirit, yeah. one way to test it is. Lining it. Yeah, The word. Okay. Other believers is a good yeah. another way to go. That it, it should resonate with another believer. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, well, I think our time's up, but uh, that was a good, great conversation yeah. about. Following. I got one final
0: thought yeah. if, I, if I could. Yeah. Um, me and Kyle were talking about this just the other day um, and we talked about it often, but we use this a lot at Catalyst with the journey. We tell people, trust the process. And mm-hmm. so a while back, we're, we're leading the group together, and a guy was struggling through some stuff and just a lot of religious background. And, and, you know, Kyle just reminded him, trust the process. And he just he kind of got a little edgy. And, you know, um, you know, a few months later, he came back. And he's like, this is just amazing. Like, life transformations happen. And this guy is just blossoming. And it's because just trust the process. You're giving it nine months. That's like saying, you know, to a a pregnant woman, you know, three months in, you know, and she looks at the sonogram and she doesn't see the fully developed everything. And she's mad and frustrated. No, trust the process. Nine months is coming, right? (laughs) And so the, the beauty of the enabled section is it builds upon the foundation of the enlightenment. Like, who is God? Who am I? Mm-hmm. And then it, it floods into the, you know, the expressing, how do I express that? But just trust that process and, and take it a day at a time with the Holy Spirit. And, and we've just watched it transform tens of thousands. I don't even, we can't even count the amount of people internationally, but, you know, just trust the process of what God's given. If, if you're going to do it, do it.
1: Well, and I have to say this, uh, during this session in the journey, there's an exercise oh, yeah, uh, yeah. after they study this analogy of a sailboat and your sail and, yeah, the and little your little. hindrances, they write a letter a letter to God about their sailboat mm-hmm. and, and then one reads their, mm-hmm. their letter and it's just so enlightening, it but, is but it's, it's so cool to see. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've, you've seen a lot, I yeah. heard a lot of great letters. guys show. that won't
0: talk much and then they read and you're like, Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just, and, and it's so great because you get a probe of what's really yeah. going on with them. And one I know I said one, but Mama pastor. So there's two
0: closings, right? Um, and the wives, we have our, you know, the letter's, from the wives at the very end uh-huh. and a lot of them will talk about you know the power of the spirit transforming their husbands. Uh-huh. I mean almost every time there's a mention of he's tried for years or we've tried we've we he's just never gone past a certain point but these last 9 months we've watched God the spirit transform him. So that that goes back to this enablement, right? Yeah. And so Again, think about what a wife just said. Somebody who's the closest part of that relationship saying, we've tried for years and nothing, and now this process, and he's being transformed by the Spirit.
1: Yeah. Sounds like a filling of the Spirit to me. It sounds like a <laughs> filling of the Spirit to me. That's exactly
0: right. That's a good way to cap into the book in that one. That's right.
1: That's right. Good. Well, thanks, Nate, man. Love hanging with you and talking about these things. So. Well, again, this is uh, the Influencers Network podcast, and we're we're in the Journey podcast series. So we've, we've had a lot of episodes already. So you can go back to influencers.org and find the past ones that we've done with with other leaders in the ministry. Uh, you can also find them on Google and Spotify and Apple, all the places that they have podcasts. So uh, we're happy to be on all those uh, platforms as well. And we're, we're kind of reaching some new people through this too, which is which has been great. So we're really excited. Uh, keep our National uh, Leadership Summit in your prayers, which is, is uh, kicking. Off uh, actually today, so uh, so you'll uh, as, as this broadcast uh, uh, we'll, we'll be heading over to our national summit. So there'll be men from all over the country uh, gathering. So be, be, keep us in your prayers on that. So anyway, my name is Brian Craig. I'm executive director for Influencers Global Ministries, and I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you.